0: This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tzet Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Binyamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Moadei Hashanah Shiurim about the different holidays and festivals. Today's Shia is dedicated in memory, the Louis Mishmat. Chana Zlata Badzev, whose yotzait falls on Hei Adar, baruch. Today's shir will expand upon a chiddush that was printed in the name of Rav Salavetsik many years ago in a little journal printed by Yeshiva University. Kovetz Torah, Rabbi, so, a one-page article was written in the name of the Rav about reading the Megillah at night and the day. They quoted a Tosvis in Megillah, We know, the Gemara says there, that the Megillah should be read both at night and at day. Amar, Rabbi Levi Chay of Adam likos balayla, bayam. The Gemara does go through a discussion exactly what L'Shanosa means, but the bottom line is that we read the Megillah twice, both at night and the daytime. Tosvis there says that, of course, at night we make three brachas when we read the Megillah. We make the Birchas HaMitzvah Amikra Megillah. Then we make the Bracha She'os and the night of Purim, we make the bracha Shechianu. Now, at first glance, when we read the Megillah in the morning, I can understand that we make the first two brachos again. But why should you say Shechianu again? You did the mitzvah the night before. Purim was the night before. We It was Purim, we read the Megillah. So why should you make another bracha Shechianu? So Tosos says the reason we make shachianu no in the daytime is because ikar kriya Bayom. the essence, the main reading of the Megillah is in the daytime, and Tosus brings a proof from the fact that suudas purim shachal lo the night of Purim, the the eating a suuda would not fulfill the requirement of suudas purim. There's a there's a special requirement of having a feast, a su'udas purim, and you can only do that in the daytime. So that somehow shows that Ikar Kriyas HaMegila is Bayom. Now, our custom, of course, the Ashkenazi custom, is to make, she, to say shechianu in the daytime as well. In order to cover all the bases, very often the uh, rabbi or the uh, community leader it makes an announcement that when you say Shechianu, you should have in mind also to fulfill the mitzvahs of Purim that will be fulfilled that day, uh, which are to be done during the daytime. And they do that because there is a discussion whether we really do make Shechianu on the Kriyas by Bayom, which we'll see later. But according to Tosfos, you do say Kriyas Megillah, you do say Megillah in the daytime as well. The Tureyevan, the Sefer on Megillah, written by the famous author of the Shagas Aryeh, he's perhaps more famous for the Shagas Aryeh than for other for him, but he's the author of the Tureyevan, has a very, very famous Chiddush, where he says there is a basic distinction between Kriyas HaMegillah, Balaylo, Bayom. He says, Kriyas HaMegillah, Balaylo, the Kriyas HaMegillah at nighttime is a Dindar Abana. Rabbanon instituted reading the Megillah at night. However, reading the Megillah in the daytime is Midivrei Kabbalah. That's already based on the Psukim in Esther, where it says, uh, talks about Vimei meha purim the days of Purim, so it's referring to the daytime, and therefore it's as if there are two different requirements. One requirement, Midirabbanon, the night of Purim, and the requirement Midivrei Kabbalah in the daytime. This would somehow explain Tosa's opinion that reading the Megillah at, in the daytime is somehow Ikara Kriya. It's somehow more important than reading the Megillah the night before, according to and its Medivre Kabbalah in the daytime. However, this would not explain the proof that Tosus brought from Suda's Purim that you ate at night. So what? If you just say that Kriyasa Megillah Balaila is different than Kriyasa Megillah Yom. What difference does it make when you fulfill Suda's Purim? The Rav, therefore, basically said a what seems at first glance a real Chiddush. The Rav says, really, Purim does not start at night. Purim starts in the daytime. In order to explain this idea that Purim doesn't start at night, let's remember that We, in the Jewish tradition, feel that that all days start the night before. Whenever there's Kedushas Hayom, whenever there's a special day of Kedusha, sanctity, so it obviously starts the night before. The day is a 24-hour time period in Halacha, beginning with nighttime, until the next nighttime. But this would be true on Shabbos, on Yantif. But Purim does not have Kedushas Hayom at all. Purim is not the day which is also b'malacha, according to strict law. There are some people who have a custom of not doing malacha on Purim. But uh, perhaps uh, it's a good idea, and we could explain the sources that discuss the idea of refraining from malacha. But there's no Kedushas Hayam which would really prohibit malacha. So there's no logical reason to think that Purim really does start the night before because Purim is a question of mitzvah sayam. It's not kedushah sayam. There's no kedushah in that day, but it's mitzvahs that you do in that day. Those mitzvahs begin in the morning. So why do you read the Megillah at night? If what I'm saying in the name of the Rav is that Purim really, really, really starts in the morning, so why at all do you read the Megillah at night? The answer would be the Chachamim instituted a law to read the Megillah before Purim. Perhaps you would say, since it always looks like a 24-hour day in Halacha, so this would look strange. Perhaps that's the reason that Chachamim instituted Kriyasa Megillah Balayla. But basically, it's the night before Purim. The Rav used this argument to explain another strange opinion that's found in a number of sources. The Hagos Maimonios, for example, the end of Hilchas Purim, quotes this opinion. When we go to shul, our custom is the night of Purim, we daven mariv, we add Alhanisim, we say appropriate prayers for Purim, and then we read the Megillah. However, the Hagos Maimonios quotes an opinion that according to our normal practice, we would... Davin Marev, but we would not say al at all. Then you read Megillah, and you don't say Al-Anisim the night of Purim. He does add that if one somehow did this whole, what we call Marev, in a, in a strange fashion, that you read the Megillah before you Davin Marev, then once you read the Megillah, you could say al But unless you've read the Megillah, you don't say Al-Anisim and Marev. Now, why should that be? Why shouldn't you say Al-Hanisim in Mariv? According to the Rav's explanation, since the night before Purim is not really Purim, Mariv is not really Purim. There's no reason to say Al-Hanisim. Once you read the Megillah, so the atmosphere becomes one that I would call Purimdik. So once it's Purimdik, then it's okay to say Al-Hanisim, even though really it's not Purim. I've raised this question according to this line of reasoning, whether a person, let's say, who lives in Gush Etzion, as I do, would be visiting uh, Yerushalayim on Shushan Purim. If I fulfilled my obligation on the 14th, and I came the 15th in the afternoon to to Yerushalayim, and I came to celebrate with my family, to be at their su'udah, would I say Yalanissim at the end of the su'udah? For me, it's not really Purim. But it's true, the atmosphere is Purimdik. The atmosphere of the Suda that I'm in is an atmosphere of Suda's Purim. Would I say Alanisim? This question has been raised by a certain Akhronim, and I think that this argument that we've raised might be uh, important in that question as well. Perhaps that would be an indication that you could say Purim, not because it's Purim, but because of the general atmosphere of Purim. This is basically, in brief, the summary of the one page article that I or at least one part of that article of Rav Salovetchik. The proofs that and added explanations that I'd like to bring will be done based on other sources that the Rav did not quote. One obvious halacha that uh, just n- perhaps need not be mentioned is that according to the Rav, we understand another halacha very clearly. There is a very complicated sugya, in Megillah Daf if a person goes to visit uh, you, uh, a city like Tel Aviv on the 14th, a person who is Yerushalmi, Yerushalayim is Yermukefesh Mimas Binun. It's a city which has a wall around it, and therefore, since the days of Yeshua and therefore they read the Megillah on the 15th. In Tel Aviv, of course, it's Yer Pruza, an open city, and therefore you read the Megillah there on the 14th. What would happen if a person from Yerushalayim would visit Tel Aviv, or vice versa, a person from Tel Aviv would visit Yerushalayim? The halacha seems fairly clear, the in one aspect. If you do travel back and forth, it really does become a very complicated halacha. But what determines if you're really a mukaf, a person who lives in a city which has a wall around it, or you're a paruz, a person who lives in a city without a wall? The answer in the halacha, if you look in the Simon Tafresh Peches, in Orachayim, in the you Sif base. And all Polskims say that it determines where you, it's determined by where a person wakes up the 14th in the morning. When you get up, when you reach Alos HaShachar on the 14th, if you're in Tel Aviv, then you're a Paruz. If you're in Yerushalayim, you're a Mukaf. Now, Lechora, at first glance, you would say it should be where you are when Purim starts. And since Purim starts the night before, so the night should determine where you are. But since the halacha is clear that Amura Shachar determines when is Purim, this obviously fits in very well with the understanding of Rav Salavachic. Basically, it's Mitzvah HaYom and not kedushah HaYom. And Mitzvos HaYom will begin from Amura Shachar. Of course, this, this leads to an interesting case which happens in, in Gush HaZion all the time when uh, fellows from Yerushalayim want to be in the yeshiva for the Chagiga, so they come to the yeshiva at night, and when they come to the yeshiva, they hear the Megillah, they have the whole uh, uh, Chagiga of the yeshiva, and then, if they go back to Yerushalayim and get to Yerushalayim, so then they're not chayiv at all in, the, in, in Purim, even though the night before they heard the Megillah and they were part of the Megillah, but they did not fulfill any obligation at all, And there are going to be Chayev on the 15th. This halacha seems to be a clear indication that Rav Salavitchik's opinion is rooted within the halacha itself. The Rishon that I believe says this idea very clearly is the Me'iri. In order to explain a few of the points that he made, I would have to go back to the first Mishnah in Maseches Megillah. The first Mishnah said that Megillah can be read on the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th and the 15th. And we understand that in the time of the Mishnah, there were people who lived in villages where nobody was capable of reading the Megillah. The people in the villages used to travel to the towns on market days. Market days were Monday and Thursday, and therefore the chachamim said, in the big cities, there were always people who could read the megillah. So people, the chachamim told the people that they can go to the cities and have the megillah read for them in the city on the Monday or Thursday prior to Purim. So let's say Purim would be Wednesday, the fourteenth would be Wednesday. So then they would be allowed to read the megillah on Monday, the twelfth, and etc. etc the Rishonim all raised the question, this is fine for their reading of the Megillah in the morning. But what about reading the Megillah at night? They traveled in the daytime to the marketplace. When did they hear the Megillah at night? Various scholars have discussed this question, and some want to show that really in the Mishnah, they never mentioned reading of the Megillah at night at all. Perhaps, even though there is a dinder to read the Megillah at night, Chachamim were, mekel, Chachamim were lenient and did not impose this obligation on somebody who lived in a village where he couldn't he, ha, have anybody there to read the Megillah, and they only required them to read the Megillah in the daytime. In any case, it would seem that reading the Megillah in the daytime is certainly more important than reading the Megillah at night. But, the Meiri says a very unusual concept to answer this question. The Meiri says, "Shema hayu habaki l'sham Let's say again, Purim would be on the fourteenth. So the people of who Purim would be on Thursday the fourteenth. So the people who went to the mark on Wednesday the fourteenth. Sorry. Purim would be Wednesday the 14th, so the people who went to the city would have gone on the 12th, which is Monday, they can read the Megillah. So he said, and what did they do, Kriya Balayla? So on the 12th, which is Monday, they slept the Bal back with him, and they told him to read afterwards. So the morning they read the Megillah, and they read the Megillah the night afterwards. They fulfilled the obligation of reading the Megillah day and night, But they did it actually in that fashion, day and night, rather than night and day. So this opinion by itself, I don't think would have direct relevance to what we said. Because there, it's true that they read the Megillah day and night, but special dispensation was given to them, and actually it is before the 14th, so what difference does it make if they read the night of the 13th, the morning of the 12th, it's fine. But the Meiri goes on to say, in truth, we should have really done that too. We, meaning, when people who live today in a city, uh, where, of, where you read the meal on the 14th, really should read the meal on the morning of the 14th, and the night after, the night of the 15th. Why should that be true? The Meiri is referring to the Pasuk that was quoted to tell us that you read the Megillah day and night. The Pasuk said, I call a day and at night I'm not silent. But there in the text day preceded the night. So he said, we really should read the Megillah the day and the night after. But he said, we can't do it. Why can't we do it? Because if we would read the Megillah, this year Purim is going to be on Wednesday, on Tuesday. So if we read the Megillah on Tuesday, the 14th in the morning, and then at night we'll read the Megillah, it'll be the night of the 15th. Now in Yushalayim they read the night of the 15th. So we can't read at the same time they do in Yushalayim. So obviously you'll ask, okay, so we'll read the 14th in the morning, the night of the 15th, and Yushalayim they'll read on the 15th, and then the night of the 16th. And then it will be okay. Los shalzek is shalzek. We'll never read at the same time. But there the Miri says, it says in the Pasuk Velo Yavar, you cannot pass the fifteenth. The Pasuk says you can read fourteenth to fifteenth Velo Yavar, but you can't go past those days. So when you they must they cannot read the night after Purim. So therefore they have to read the night before Purim. So the Miri explains this is the reason for our custom that we read the night of Purim and the morning, but really we should have read in the morning and the night after. Now, it's very strange. What do you mean we should read the night after Purim? Why should we read the night after Purim? The Megillah should be read on Purim. How can you possibly say you should read the Megillah after Purim? But according to Rav Salvatric's line of reasoning, it fits in beautifully. The night before Purim isn't really Purim either. There's no inherent difference between the night before Purim or the night after Purim. So the Miri says, really, you could have read the Megillah the night after two. Instead, because of the the course of events, that you cannot read the Megillah at the same time as Shalayim, and they can't read later. So therefore, we read the Megillah the night before Purim. But actually, it seems that the night before Purim would be clearly no different than the night after Purim. According to the Rav, it means it's not Purim at all. The Miri later on also discusses the question of saying Shechyanu in the daytime, and then he says there is another reason to discuss the brach of because it's yamtov. At night, when I read the megillah, I say shachianu on the mitzvah of the megillah, but in the daytime, I read the megillah and I say Shechyanu because it's yamtiv. So he says. So he said, "Why is that different than any other yantif? Every yantif, I say shachino at night. I don't say shachino in the daytime." So the meiri says, king tovim." On other days of yantif, so I don't say shachino in the daytime. Why? Shaaf also Because at night, when I said shachino, I said it because of yantif. And hadin nosein kein me'achash af halaylo yom tovu, and makes sense at night of yantif. Let's say Pesach at night, Shavuos at night. I say shechenu because it is yom tov. Mas shein kein mia b'simchas Purim, but in Purim it's not true. It's not true that the night is a type of yantif. Sharei sudas Purim, shachla balaylo lo yasei dechavaso. So the miiri brings the same argument as Tosvis but it's used a little differently. Since you d- can't eat Sudas Purim at night, it shows that it's not really Purim. If it's not really Purim, then the Shekhyonu didn't go on Purim. So therefore you should say Shekhyonu in the daytime because of Purim. At the end, the Meiri rejects this artic- this ar- argument because he says you would never say Shekhyonu in Purim anyway because Shekhyonu is only said on a day which has Kedushas Hayom. On uh, a day where you make Kiddush. Then he says, but what about Yom Kippur? There is no Kiddush. You say Shechianu says that, yeah, because really there is Kiddush Hayam, but it's a side issue, of course, that you can't eat or drink, that you cannot make Kiddush. But basically there's Kiddush HaYom. But in Purim you would never say Shechianu, but there's no Kiddush HaYom. Shechianu on the day of Purim would not be made. Because of Purim, it could only be made because of the Megillah. So, but the throughout the argument, he he said that if there would have been a concept of saying Shech one Purim, so the Purim the night before would not have fulfilled that obligation. Obviously, this again, this is part of the argument of the Me'iri, which Rav Soloveitchik sort of anticipated and said that the night before Purim is not really Purim. And the last place that I'd like to quote from the Me'iri is when the law of eating Sudas Purim is mentioned, so there we know that you're supposed to eat the Sudas Purim in the daytime. But Demir added one line, If you ate Sudas Purim at night, you did not fulfill your obligation. But then he adds, You cannot eat Sudas Purim at night, Neither the night before Purim or the night after Purim. What would be the possible reason that anyone could think that you could fulfill the obligation of Sudas Purim the night after Purim? It's not Purim. The Miri obviously thinks that the night before Purim isn't really Purim either. The night after Purim and the night before Purim are basically the same concept. Therefore, Sudas Purim you're not Yotzi at night, neither night. Neither the night before Purim or the night after Purim. And of course, the phraseology of the Me'iri is almost explicit. The Me'iri uses the words, she'machraso yama Purim. The night that on the morrow will be Purim. I would have said in Hebrew, Purim, ven Purim. The night of Purim. The Me'iri never used the words, Purim. He said, she'machraso Purim. A Laila that the next day will be Purim. So the idea of the of the uh, of the rav is found very clearly in the meiri in a number of places. One might argue that the rambam disagrees with everything that we said. Of course, the rav interpreted th- his interpretation, gave his interpretation based on tosefos and based on the Ashkenazi minik, and we. Brought a number of rayos to support this position. But the Rambam disagrees with one important halacha. We all, we began by explaining the tulsus and Megillah daftalid that you say Shechiano in the daytime because Ika Kriyasa Megillah Balayla. But the Rambam disagrees. The Rambam says at night you make three brachas and the daytime you only make two brachas. That's the reason I said, since there is a Mechlokas Rishon, if you say Shech yano, on the day of Purim, on with Kriyasa Megillah, that's why I said, there is a custom that people get up and announce that have Kavana for other mitzvahs of the day as well. But the Rambam seems to say, you don't say Shech in the daytime. And therefore, one could argue that the Rambam would say that perhaps uh, Kriyasa Megillah is Balayla Bayam, like we probably would have thought without Rav Salavechik's idea, and uh, the whole explanation that we gave, it would not hold water with the opinion of the Rambam. On the other hand, it could be that even the Rambam would agree with what we've said, but the Rambam would say that since you said Shechyanu at night, you don't say Shechyanu in the daytime. And that's because when you do read the Megillah at night, so it's true; it's not the kiyum HaMegillah of day. Uh, for example, according to the Torah reading the megillah at night is the rabbanan, and the next day would be a uh, chiyuv It's not the same obligation at all. But nevertheless, the maaseh mitzvah—what I've actually done, which is determined as a mitzvah, albeit a mitzvah Rabanan, but what I've done is considered a Masa mitzvah. So perhaps once you made Shechyanu in the Maasa Mitzvah, so even though the next day there's another Kiyum, it's a different a different type of Kiyum. Well, according to the Turiyavan would be a of midiva Kabbalah, according to the Rav would be a Kiyom of Purim itself. Nevertheless, since you did the Maya mitzvah the night before, perhaps you would not make another Shechyanu in the daytime. This whole idea has been based upon the fact that the laws of Reading the Megillah in the daytime are different than the law at night. We use the Torah Evan, for example, that reading the Megillah in the daytime is Medivai Kabbalah. In the Rav's works on Purim, he also mentioned a hashkafic idea to explain the difference between the night and day, the two readings of Purim. The point will be made here very briefly, those who want to see an elaboration. On this point, we'll see in the Torah Harav series, in that series that has been printed by, in, in the name of Rav Salavechik, on the book in Purim, there's a long essay to develop the idea that I'm going to mention very briefly. In the Gemara and Megillah, they say when you read the Megillah at night and day, so they quote two different proof texts to this point. One is the pasuk that we quoted before, "Elokai I call in the daytime, and you didn't answer, and at night I'm not quiet. Another person quotes the Gemara, quotes a different pasuk. You're supposed to be dimyali a day and night, but from the pasuk is chavod in order to sing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not to be quiet. I sing, and I'm not quiet. So I read the Megillah twice. Once as singing, and once as not being quiet. The other pasuk says, I call in the day, at night I'm not quiet. The two psukim reflect two different attitudes to the Megillah at all. I completely... One opinion says that what I hear in the Megillah is almost a plea, a tefillah. An awareness of the crisis that occurs almost in an instant to Jews at that time and which can happen at any time. The other opinion is that in the Megillah I hear the joyous sound of We're singing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always going to be with us and at the end there'll be salvation. Purim reflects on one hand an imminent danger that can occur at any moment and it should create a feeling of introspection, a feeling of tshuva. On the other hand, Purim represents the joyous feeling that all the man plans will not come true ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Goel Yisrael will save us. It could be the controversy in the Gemara is which is the dominant theme of the Megillah. The Rav, as is his want explained that they're both true. In the Megillah, I actually hear two different sounds. The sound of tshuva, of tefillah, and the sound of joy. The sound of zemer. The rest should be read in the works of Rav Soloveitchik where these ideas are expanded greatly. Briefly, we do hear the two sounds of Megillah when we read the Megillah at night and day. Night, perhaps, represents the concept of darkness, the concept of Panim. The daytime Represents brightness, clarity. When we see things in a good sense, we say in the pasuk, "La The day we see the Chesed of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, the Emuna At night we see only belief, only trust. Le'mayniz perhaps represents the Kriyas HaMegillah Bayom. The V'lo represents the Megillah at night. One might represent the Zemer and might represent the Tefillah.